Hello, Not Your Everyday MMA fans. Welcome to episode 21 of the Not Your Everyday MMA podcast. I'm Alex Henry and I'm with Tori Haberl. And we got some UFC to talk about because it's UFC pay-per-view week, Tori. And uh, we got, you know, I wouldn't say it's the most stacked card I've ever seen. Uh, I would say, you know, there's maybe a couple good fights, uh, <laughs> a couple good fights this Saturday, wouldn't you say? I think this might be the most excited I have ever been for pay-per-view as a fan in like a fat minute in a while because are you kidding me dude this is the heavyweight championship this could this I would pay $80 just to see the main event like I would like if every other fight got canceled I I would I would we have John Jones the return of Johnny Boney Jones Bones Jones against Cyril Gaon that is insane I am so excited in case you guys didn't get my sarcasm, that was all sarcasm. I mean, this card is stacked it's from crazy. bottom to top, and we're going to talk about it, give all of our breakdowns, all of our predictions. But before we get to that, we got some some news to catch up on. Number one, Aaron Blanchfield, second round submission versus Jessica yeah. Andrade. What do you think about that, Tori? I was in shock. I was so confident in my pick. I just kind of thought Jessica Andrade was not necessarily going to run through her, but like kind of run through her. Wow. Mm. She proved me wrong. And she was even keeping up with Andrade on the feet. She was picking her apart. And yeah, that's like around she caught her. And it was, I, yeah, I was kind of sad because I do want to see Andrade. I'm a, I'm a fan of her because she looked so unstoppable in her last fight. I was so confident in her, but it could have been the short term notice. But wow, Aaron Blanchfield, she's, she's definitely something to look out for. Yeah, she is. I mean, holy crap. And did she prove herself to be a contender, right? Like, yeah. wow, beating Jessica Andrade the way that you did. Very, yeah. very impressive win for her. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. You know, Shevchenko was kind of like, yeah, I could, I would destroy her. But that's yeah. what we said about Jessica Andrade. We said she yeah. was going to destroy Aaron Blanchfield. And uh, yeah. we'll talk about Shevchenko later on because she is fighting in the co-main. By the way, I saw that... Valentina Shevchenko has only ever main evented one pay-per-view in her entire career, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That, yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me because the one the one female main event we've seen this year was Amanda Nunes, or like recently at all. It was, it was with Amanda Nunes. That was the fight. It was her versus yeah. Amanda. So it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. If that's true, which I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, some other fights that are getting targeted right now, Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo, UFC 288, May 6th. Crazy. That fight, I didn't really think it would happen. It, it, was, it was like the John Jones fight, you know? It's one of those things where you're like, oh, like they're talking about it. Like, are they going to come back? Like, I don't really know. I don't think so. Then they mm-hmm. do, and you're like, like, oh, wow. Like, I'm going to get to see Henry Cejudo fight? Like, oh my gosh. that's I'm excited to see that one. Now, it's going to be fun. Unlike... John Jones. I'm not sure about this guy, Henry. I mean, I even saw him in person acting a drunk, let alone when I see just how he acts on media, uh, like in social media. So like, if this was like, if Henry's able to come back, turn around, he's been training hard with John Jones. So maybe, maybe he is on that turnaround. I mean, talk about an elite level Bantamweight wrestling match. Never see yeah. it. You never see it. Bantam weights, these no. guys just like to strike and strike and strike. Even if they are wrestlers, they just like to get you on the ground and strike. So yeah. I mean that's that's gonna truly be a great match if if Henry's where he needs to be mentally. Yeah. And I think I am actually like I this might be like 
controversial but i am i respect henry a lot because of the if you watch his youtube breakdowns of fights this man is so knowledgeable about the sport it's crazy he is so so smart um when it comes to just breaking down these fights and saying what they should have done and he's right and a lot of fighters are like yeah that's right and that's why you see so many fighters going to his camp and going to his gym and working with him because this man who knows if it's going to transcend back to the octagon all his knowledge or maybe he's just better as a coach but i think yeah i don't know he is amazing fight iq so i'm excited to see him back in the octagon yeah henry cejudo arguably the best bantamweight of all time hopefully making his way back versus Aljamain sterling for the belt a fight that did get confirmed charles de bronx Oliveira taking on benil dariush uh i'll, I'll go first story i'm excited for this fight i remember last time we talked about benil i said he's the dark horse of the division let yeah. my boy shine and this is a chance for him to really, really prove himself versus a good, a good competitor in Charles. And uh, I know Charles is going to have a lot of vengeance in that fight. He's going to be fighting with a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of doubts about him. So, you know, that you he he's wants to definitely prove those guys wrong. But for Benil, he's also got a lot to fight for. Like, he's trying to prove himself. People do not think he's mm-hmm. all that good therefore dark horse of the division so it's versus a guy who's got to prove he's still relevant he's still a title contender versus a guy who's just trying to prove to everybody hey i am a title contender so i mean that's really interesting usually in a contender fight and i'm not saying the winner of this fight gets um islam but usually in a contender fight both guys you could say well he could be champ or he could be champ this one it's like they're both trying to prove that they still deserve that shot so i'm pretty excited for this fight and that's coming from somebody who's not really even a Charles fan. And I'm kind of excited to watch Charles fight. I'm not going to lie. I'm so excited for this fight. I, oh, something that does worry me a little bit is, is the hunger gone for Charles Oliveira because he's already been there and been champion. And Benil's on this long win streak. And he didn't even have to take this Oliveira fight. He should have just gotten the title shot, but he did. He took it. And I'm also a fan of Benil Dariush because he trains where I live, like, He's just he's an all-around cool guy, nothing but good things to say about him. But that does scare me a little bit. Is does he have the same hunger as Benil? Because Benil hasn't gotten that shot yet. He hasn't been at the top yet. But also that could ignite the fire in Charles saying, I'm gonna, I want to be back there. I want to prove the world I am the best. And so yeah, I'm very excited. I think it's gonna be, I want it to be a high-level grappling match. I really do. I think that's gonna be very, very interesting because that's obviously what they are more known for. And I think, I don't know, I don't want to make an early prediction, but it's going to be very competitive on the ground, but on the feet, I definitely think Charles is going to have a huge advantage. And I think even Charles might be kind of wanting to keep it standing up because of how good right. Benil's BJJ is and how good Charles striking is. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm very excited for this fight. Um, and that would be two fights on UFC 288. Um, one fight's already confirmed that other bout uh, being targeted right now. I guarantee you if that fight's going to happen – Within the next week, it will be confirmed. They're waiting after this event. They'll get some hype up before Usman um, and Edwards, which is literally this month as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like within a couple that weeks. Is, that is insane. Yeah, I forget going, about that, and that is crazy. We're going back to back here. Um, yeah. that That is that is crazy. Uh, but, Tori, enough of the future, enough of the past. Let's get to the present. UFC 285 is this weekend and there's a lot of good fights and we're going to start with the prelims Tori I'll let you go first Julian Julian Marquez taking on Mark Andre Barry Alt 
Barry Alt. Barry Alt. I like it. Sounds good. Alrighty, so first off, you're going to have Julian Marquez, who is 9-3-0. He has a very fun fighting style. He is coming off of a loss. Um, He's good grappling and submissions, Um, decent wrestling. He has nine finishes out of nine victories, which is crazy. He has good speed. He's a very well-rounded guy. He's also tough, throws heavy shots, but can slow down towards the end of the fight if he has been a little too active at the beginning. Then you have Barry Alt, who is 14-6-0, coming off of a loss as well. He has a good physique. I don't. I just wrote that down because, like, he, he looks athletic. Who knows? Right. Um, um, good kick, um, kickboxing fighter. Good, well-rounded fighter overall. Okay takedowns. Decent Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He is a pressure fighter. He does have good volume within his strikes. He's dangerous, but does not have a whole lot of power. And to be honest, Mark andre is not the best fighter we have ever seen inside the UFC. He is very... coming from. I don't even fight, but you know, like, just not the best that we've seen. And so just because Marquez is incredibly, incredibly dangerous and definitely does have that knockout power, as you can tell by his record, I'm going by Marquez and I'm going to go by, I'm going by knockout and I'm going to say like round one or round two in the early within the fight. Yeah, this is a, this is a really good fight. And I would say there's a lot of fights on here that are kind of obvious um, mm-hmm. between the entire card. You know, we're not talking about the early prelims or even a guy like Ian, Ian Gary on the early prelims. You know, like, there's a lot of obvious fights. This one is not. It's a little closer, and I think you got a really good breakdown. Um, I would even say Julian Marquez is a big dude. I mean, if you see mm-hmm. a picture of him, he's like, yeah. I think these are traps or your shoulders, yeah. but they're like, Bleh. like, he yeah. has that, like, that wrestler neck. And, uh, I mean, he is well-rounded, so he has decent wrestling, so I guess that makes sense. But he's really known for his power. Uh, but not only his power, he gets a lot of submission wins. Yeah. So he's decent on the ground, and that just goes to how well-rounded he is. And, honestly, it's the same story for Mark andre I mean, he's a pretty good striker. He's got good boxing, good kicks. Uh, he, he moves forward well. He moves his head well. But sometimes he's more low output, and I don't think he's stronger than Julian Marquez. So I think Julian's a stronger guy. I think he's – probably the more well-rounded guy but that's mm-hmm. really tight to say uh, i'm gonna agree with you though tori i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with julian marquez to uh open up the uh open up the night and uh that would be a really good fight I think. Uh, yeah it is for sure i'm surprised that um that's not that that's not on the early prelims or that i mean ian gary is on the early prelims and yeah this is not. yeah it's crazy it's crazy but um yeah for literally from that fight up there's not a bad fight no from Ian Gary up, Even there's not a bet. This fight could when the next one, sorry, could one thousand percent be on the main card, 100%. or the main or a fight night main event. I'm surprised it's on the prelims, but anyways. Are talk, are, what what fight do you have next, Tori? Women flyweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, great fight. Vivian Arujo <laughs> taking Amanda Hibbs. Great fight. Love this fight. Vivi, one of my favorite female fighters. Good, good grappler. Averages a little over two takedowns a fight. Decent striking. Uh, her kind of style I watched and I noticed it's the same in a lot of fights is she'll start low. She'll be kicking at your legs, work her way up, and then she'll start throwing at your head. And just when you're worried about your head, she takes you down low because your legs are already weak. It's a real, it's a real good strategy. It's actually kind of like a John Jones sort of strategy, which you'll see later on. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really good. I really like Vivian, uh, Amanda, great, great grappler. And she learned how to strike. Uh, she also averages a little over two takedowns a fight, and and uh, both fighters are very good. Um, they're very similar. I definitely mm-hmm. see this fight going the distance. 
uh, maybe a submission by either, but I'm going to go with Vivian here. Uh, I know she's she is the underdog, or she was the underdog at one point this week. I don't know if she is anymore, but I like her because I think she's bigger. I think she's going to be a little stronger, and uh, in a three-round fight, if that goes to decision, I think she'll be able to be the better fighter in the end. Uh, so I am going to go with Vivian here. I agree. I do agree. Um, these This was a hard fight to pick because they are so similar in so many different aspects. Um, Vivian is good, has good technical boxing, good low kicks. She has very tight, crisp strikes. She is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is both, I believe, are both of them are. Both of them are. So, I mean, yeah, we they're both could also from get, like Brazil. So, yeah, they're both black belts. So, we could definitely get um a high level grappling match, which would be very interesting. Um, she has power in her punches. She has decent ground game, but she doesn't hold a lot of pressure on the ground. Um, Rebus, Rebus, Amanda Rebus. Um, she is going to use her long reach to her advantage. She is powerful. She can leave op- she can leave openings when she throws because she does overextend, and that can give Vivian the advantage to kind of um find openings within her guard. And she, Rebus does have good judo as well as she transitions from her feet to the mat. Good. But I just think, I, I think Vivian is going to have the advantage on the feet. Mm-hmm. And I, I think agree. she's just, yeah. And I, I, I overall think she's going to be able to withstand because I think she's quicker. She, overall, she's quicker and she's more technical. And I think that it's going to, I think she's going to pick her apart. And I think it is going to go to decision. And I think it's going to be a very, very close fight. I kind of had to flip a coin for this one but i'm gonna go vivian as well yeah i like vivian here uh i I do think my one worry with her might be her cardio i do think she's fast i do think think she throws good but she is older and i think she's significantly older in this fight like i think she's 36 and amanda's like 20 something so it's it's definitely a a gap between age Mm -hmm. um but not necessarily that she has more experience either i mean their records are very similar uh, but if I did have to worry about Vivian, I would say her cardio. But I still think, I mean, she wins round one. She wins round two. She can go out and lose round three and still win that fight more than likely. So, uh, yeah, we both agree with yeah. Vivian. Perfect. I mean, the next fight I am actually very excited for. We are seeing Derek Brunson finally return to the octagon versus Jadikus Duplessis. I think that's how you say it. And he's making a quick turnaround because he just fought, was it, December? Not all that long ago. Not all December, that long right? ago. Yeah. Not long ago at all. So yeah, Brunson. We all know Derek Brunson. He is a classic veteran. Has kind of fought everyone in the game. He is 23-8-0. He's coming off of that brutal knockout loss to Cannonier. I thought he was dead for a second. Um, Has fought the best of the best. He's a great wrestler. When the fight hits the floor, he does have, um, he has control and good ground and pound. Decent striking, good power, but not great striking defense can tend to kind of hang his hands low and just kind of get sloppy when it comes to um, defending strikes. And then you have Duplessis, who is 18-0. He has a four-fight, he's on a four-fight win streak, has finished all his opponents by knockout or submission, holds a lot of power, can grapple when he needs to, well-rounded fighter overall, good timing and accuracy with his shots, and he's he's a new contender within the division. Mm -hmm. And right away when I saw this fight, I immediately thought Jacobs is going to win, and I'm I'm pretty confident. I'm I'm saying he's winning by knockout. I think Brunson is kind of getting as he gets older, he's getting weaker and his chin's getting weaker as we saw last time. And I almost see as I kind of see Brunson chain wrestling constantly going for a takedown. And I can see Drake is just kind of catching him on one of those attempts and just nailing him. And that's yeah, that's that's what I see going on there. Yeah, Tori. I mean, you might remember my rule 
if nobody's ever heard my rule before, I will I'll remind them. If you're 10 years younger, you might win. You might just yeah. win. And uh, that's the yeah. case here. I mean, Blonde Brunson, my boy Blonde Brunson, um, he's back, right? And he got mauled by Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier, I've said this multiple times since I became a UFC fan. That was one of the more violent knockouts I've ever watched in my life. Uh, because the ref kind of took a while to stop it, and he's just hitting him yeah. while he's unconscious. I mean, and and you know, Jared Cannonier is not the kind of guy you want to be getting just yeah, no, the head by not at all. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, Blonde Brunson, you kind of broke him down while he's a wrestler, average of over three takedowns a fight, pretty much in. I mean, his chin's pretty bad. Uh, he yeah. has won like his last four fights before that, but like one was versus Darren Till. One was versus Kevin Holland on short notice, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah. like, you know, uh, Drick is so good striker, exciting striking style, kind of fun striker to watch. Has pretty good power. Good win over Darren Till, um, which is no longer in the UFC. Um, R.I.P. So Darren. Rip Darren. It was his choice, though. His choice. Hey, he wants everyone to know it was his choice. So It was. We believe you, Darren. Yes, Tell. yes, Darren. We love you, Darren. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely think Drickus is going to win here. I don't necessarily think Drickus is. Maybe Drickus is really good, but I mean, he's kind of not fought a higher level guy for me to be like, wow, this guy's really, really good. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's good. I think he'll get the job done, and I do probably think it'll be knockout. And I think he's even if it's not, he's just going to beat him up. Yeah, he's literally just gonna beat him up, and um, yeah, you know we'll we'll see. Uh, but I'm also gonna go with Drickus Duplassi here, Tori, and we agree so far. Yeah. Um, going on to the last fight of the prelims, Cody No Love Garbrandt taking on Trevin Five Star Jones. And in case you don't know, Cody Garbrandt is my favorite fighter ever. I will preface everything I'm going to say. By all time, Cody Garbrandt is my favorite fighter. It, I mean, it, it used to be Chuck Liddell when I was newer to the sport just because <laughs> I knew who that was and he's cool and the hair. But it's Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt's my favorite all time. If Izzy gets his belt back, has a good career, it'll probably be Izzy. But right now mm-hmm. it's Cody. And um, How? Like, just just, just like... Well, he's from Ohio. Oh, okay. One. And the first ever UFC fight I watched was his first fight versus TJ Dillashaw. Um, and that was a great fight. And I wanted him to win in that fight. So he's the Ohio boy. I watched that fight. I've always said this, and I will say this till the day I die or until it is no longer true. When Cody Garbrandt fought Dominic Cruz, in that moment, Cody Garbrandt was the greatest fighter of all time. In that fight, there was... You could have put anybody in that fight, pound for pound, like make them a 135-er and put anybody in there, and Cody Garbrandt would have killed him. Everybody said Dominic Cruz is the best. Nobody's going to beat Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz is going on track to be the greatest fighter of all time. He's that untouchable guy, and Cody Garbrandt just came in and just destroyed him, 10-8 him the entire fight. I mean, incredible. They figured Um, out the moves, yeah. He's fire. I just love him, and I, I said all these great things. I mean, his striking's insane. His wrestling's great. His chin, that's what people are worried about. It's, it's his chin. Um, yeah. 
the chin made of glass. Yeah, the completely. chin. Right. Cody, no chin. Garbrandt's yeah. what people like to yeah. call him. Uh, so, you know, the, obviously, I don't know if you heard any of his press conference, but he said there was a lot going on in his life. He's going through a divorce. He was moving. He, you know, he was worried about his kid. Uh, he also moved on to flyweight in his last fight. First, Kai Corfins. Kai Corfins, one of the true. best flyweights in the world. And he moved down to flyweight while going through a divorce, while moving that week and lost. I mean, definitely, like, not the hardest loss. And then his Rob, his Rob Font loss before was a decision, right? Now, yeah. did he get rocked a couple times? Maybe. But that was a decision. And before that, he won. So he's not necessarily all out of it yet. And there's guys, you know, there's guys like Andre Olavsky. There's guys like Glover Texera who have all mm-hmm. came back from people saying they have a bad chin and then they have a good chin. And I mean, Cody's still young. Cody's 31. He's the younger fighter in this fight. You might not he even is, know yeah. that. He's a younger fighter. Um. Anyway, in case you don't know who I'm going to pick, I'll talk about Trevin Jones. Uh, <laughs> Trevin Jones, very, very powerful striker. Uh, he doesn't always throw a lot, though. He does not throw a lot, but when he does, he lands big. Uh, I'm pretty sure he also has a BJJ black belt, but he definitely is just good at BJJ if it's not a black belt. Uh, I'm going Cody all day. Like, at the end of the day, Cody is a better fighter. So yes. I'm going to have to pick him because he's the better fighter. He's, you know, a UFC champion. Um, Trevin might come in there, land one punch, and knock Cody out. And that's not going to be good for Cody as a fighter. It's not going to good be – Good for me as a Cody Garbrandt fan, but um, I I I genuinely think Cody's mindset is right. You know, I think he his life is where he needs to be. I joined his Instagram live like an hour before this, and this is fight week. The fight's in two days, as of this recording. He was just out on a farm, playing with a horse. Oh, who's, I mean, who was dude, was he on the live or was someone else recording? No, he was on live. Yeah, he was just on live saying, "Yeah, this oh. is my horse." So like. And then his kid, and then his kid needed to go pee. And then Cody was like, oh, just go pee behind that tree. He's like, no, dad, I'm not. And then Cody got mad and kind of hung up. It was interesting. It was an interesting life. I just thought I'd throw that in there. But um, no, I love Cody Garbrandt. I I do think he wins here. Um, I would not bet on this fight, but I am. Uh, But I wouldn't advise you guys to. But I'm going to put a solid unit on Cody Garbrandt. A solid, solid unit by knockout TKO submission or uh, DQ. So. With someone with a record of 13-9-0, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, like, 13-9, that's almost a 50-50 record right there. But he's Garbrandt, from Guam. I mean, he's from Guam, which really? nothing against people from Guam, but, like, just look at how it's spelled, you know? Guam. G-U-A-M. Guam. Guam. It's such a fun thing. Guam. It's kind of weird. But, I mean, he's... A good fighter. I mean, he has lost to side Nurmagomedov. Well-rounded. He does um, switch stances throughout the fight, which might be a little tricky. He has good takedowns, Um, g- good stand-up. Submission threat is there. Then you have Garbrandt, who's on a two-fight lose streak since they returned to MMA. He does have a questionable chin. Questionable meaning like, like 90% not there, 10% might still be there. And then he's a fast fighter. Um, Explosive. And a lot of power for Bantamweight. And he does have a speed and um, power advantage in this fight. I'm going to go Garbrandt. I'm not confident. You know, I should be confident. Because he was Cody Garbrandt. He was Cody No Love Garbrandt at one time. 
But like he was the man that took down Dominic Cruz. I know, I know. And only lost to TJ because TJ was juiced up. I know, I know. But what hey, happened to him? Is Islam juiced up by the way? Or uh, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I mean, I, that was definitely an like... IV. Definitely an IV. No, an IV, but I don't think he's juiced up. I, I feel like IVs. I think they're too good of people. Right. Oh my gosh. I have a new obsession. I'm going to announce it really quick. Usman and Umar Nurmagomedov are now my in my top 10 to fight favorite fighters. Oh yeah, why is that? I have a crush on Usman. I figured as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Umar is just cool, but I have, a, I have a crush on Usman. He's yeah, anyways, I'm I continuing did. on. But <laughs> time to get into the main card? Yeah. Oh, and the starter of the main card crazy mr three and oh mr stacked record we have bo nickel facing jamie pickett what is the ufc gonna do if bo nickel loses this fight welcome for another one probably yeah but he's already in the video anyways I bo mean, nickel, they... like i don't know what they're gonna do i don't, I know. don't know it's a hype train. it's like it's like the 18 year old loses again but Bo Nickel, he's a four-time All-American champion, a four-time team national champion, a three-time individual national champion. Overall, a pretty crappy wrestler, you know. He's just he's all right. He's yeah. he's decent. I mean, there's been better wrestlers before. There's been he's fine. I'm he's literally might be the best wrestler we've ever seen. Right. It's crazy. His his and um his last name in the White Contender series, I didn't uh I don't know this name of the specific takedown, but the way he did it, I didn't even notice it was necessarily like he just everything he does i was watching was some of his flawless. old tapes. it was it was flawless. flawless i was watching some of his old competitions and this man is so strong an amazing wrestler he holds a threat to his opponents because they're always scared for the takedown and there's not really much you can say about bo nickel right now um explosive strikes maybe not the most technical explosive um but that he doesn't really need that right now because his opponents are so worried about the takedown that they're kind of always cautious looking for it that he can catch them too and then you have Pickett, who is 13-8-0. He's an athletic fighter. He does use his combinations well. Can freeze up in the octagon. He is good in the clinch, and he does throw knees and hooks the body when in the clinch. But in, there's no way he wins this fight unless he can test Bo Nichols' cardio and kind of try to, try to make him last throughout three rounds and see how he does. But this is almost like a give-him fight, like the Raul Rosas um, Jr. one. I, I just think I first-round stoppage. That's what I have highlighted right now because there's not really much to break down about Bo Nickel because we all know wrestler. He's had three MMA fights. I mean, what all stoppages in like the first round. So what what can you, you know what I mean? What can you really say? And then Pickett just, we've all seen him. Yeah. Not that good. I mean, honestly. Uh, Yeah, Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel. Like all yeah. day. I'll say it one more time. Bo Nickel. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll add a couple things. Number one, uh, you'll like this. Bo Nickel kind of actually sort of reminds me of a Charles, but a really good wrestler. Uh, what I mean by that is, like, he'll wrap up a submission out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's very Charles-esque. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. Charles would just, like, be doing, like, a half takedown and punching you in the face at the same time. And then all of a nowhere, it's, he yeah. just got you. Right? So, like, uh, I can definitely see Bo Nickel doing that in this fight. Um I could see him knocking out Jamie Pickett. I could see him doing a backflip into the splits and then like karate kicking him in the calf. (laughs) Like I don't, he could literally do whatever he wanted and he's going to win this fight. The other thing I will say, 
I, I think it'll be an early stoppage as well. Um, but sometimes, and I don't know who I was listening to that I heard this, but I 100% agreed with him because I, I, I had witnessed it before is, um, you know, sometimes, you know, a newer fighter or a guy who's really good versus, you know, somebody who's really bad, they, your coaches will tell you not to finish them. They want to see you. They want to see what you've been working on in in camp. They want to see what you're able to do. You know, they say, you know, after that first round, you might go into the second round and say, Hey, you know, I want you to work on this, this, and that, that, that way you're proving to the world, everything that way Mm -hmm. you're, you know, doing whatever. However, I will say in the UFC, when that fight of the night bonus is in your eyes and you're a negative 2000 favorite and your name's Bo Nickel and you're fighting Jamie Pickett. I mean, that's kind of enticing to go out there and put on something, you know? So I know, I don't know. Um, I, I, I know Bo Nickel's going to win. Uh, I would say under negative two and a half rounds all day, yeah. uh, like for sure. But um, yeah, great fight. Great fight. Next fight, Matush Gamera. How do you say it? Mateus. I say Mateus. 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 Get on my Mateus taking on Jalen Turner, Tori. This is another one of those fights that's very, very, very difficult to pick. Um. Looking at Gamrot, really good striker, really, really good striker, good speed, mm-hmm. good footwork, and his wrestling is really good too. He averages 4.66 takedowns a fight. Excuse me. Yeah, he's he's really good. I really think Gamrot's really good. Jalen, the tarantula turner, great striker, really good BJJ. He also is kind of like Charles Oliveira, where he'll kind of wrap up a submission every now and then. But um, yeah. that's more because he's using his length. And not necessarily because he's just nice with it, you know, um, finesse. I would say less finesse, more technique and mm. using your body uh, when you look at Jalen Turner. Um, overall, I think, you know, his, his striking will definitely help him win this fight if if he's going to win, uh, keeping that distance well, keeping the, those Gamrot shots away. Uh, because honestly, he might be the better striker. I don't know if he's the faster striker because his size necessarily – uh, almost like when people fight Volk, you know, Volk's always all faster yeah. than him. smaller, he comes in. Um, but I mean, Jalen Turner is good. I picked Gamrot right. Um, on my paper, I picked Gamrot earlier in the week, talking to some people. It's hard because I love Jalen Turner. I want Jalen Turner to win. I'm a Jalen Turner fan. I love him. I love his style, and I honestly don't think the UFC's. A lot of people are like, you know, this. They're pushing him too quick. They're pushing him too quick. I would say for, you know, the people who break it, this is a break it fight for him, right? Like, like this is a fight that he, you know, a lot of people think he's going to lose and that he can come in and win and say, hey, I'm that yeah. guy. I'm Jalen Turner. I want that to happen. I'm still going to stick with my Gamrot pick. Maybe after weigh-ins, I change my mind. I mean, it, it's not hard to change my mind on this fight. Yeah. Maybe you say something and I change my mind. Uh, but yeah. that's how close this fight is for me. I am going to go with Gamrot, though. I'm going to agree with you. Um, I mean, Gamrot, he's a very well-rounded fighter. He has great wrestling, explosive takedowns, good um, wrestling defense as well. He uses his sweeps, position changes, and reversals very, very, very well on the mat. My cousin was teaching me about all that stuff, so 
I'm getting guys I'm improving every day <laughs> anyways mm. um very dominant in the top position once he does have it and he uses it for ground and pound as well he's a pressure fighter and chain wrestler as well good cardio on the feet holds good power and is very explosive good jab and yeah then you have Turner who's on a five fight win streak he is bigger for the weight class kickboxing style does have the reach advantage in this fight and he does use his reach very well has good power and speed within his strikes good accuracy as well always working through the fight and every shot he throws has a purpose um good submission defense but we will see how good it is in this fight but he also does hold submission threats um he has an 80 percent takedown defense which is good very good he's very good um at like you said almost like charles Oliveira, reversing submissions against opponents when they do go for the takedown so as they go for the takedown looking for a choke or a guillotine or something like that and then um just not great defense um when it comes to strikes so i'm gonna go for gamrot i'm gonna go by decision i just think he's gonna hold him down I think it's almost going to be like, uh, not necessarily exactly like it, but a um, Aldo versus um, Marab fight. Not completely like that, but just where we, we're seeing Gamrock constantly, constantly go for the takedown. I don't think he should try and stand with him, though. I don't. Mm. But yeah. Well, that's my thoughts. I'm excited for this fight, though. I mean, I like Gamrock. Um, his last fight was very close with Benil. It wasn't even like people are discounting him. It's not like he dominantly lost that fight. That could have, some people thought that he won. So I'm excited. No, I'm very excited for that fight. Do I have the next one? I have the next one. Do I have the next one? Yeah. Jeff Neal taking on Shavkat Rachmanov. Uh, Jeff Neal, very, very powerful. And I actually wrote, and I'm kind of confused what I meant by this, but I'll try to explain myself. I wrote that he's an angry striker. And what I mean by that is I don't mean he's like, and he strikes. But I'm like, I, I wanted to say more than he throws with intent. Like when he throws, he seems like he's angry at life. Yeah. Uh, when he throws. So that's something. He's got good low kicks. Um, and he comes over with a nice overhand uh or even a cross. Sometimes he likes to throw with his back uh back arm. Uh Shavkat, one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, Tori, and we finally get to talk about him, and I'm very, very happy about that. Um and you could say there's homerism in this fight, or you could just say I'm realistic. I mean, Shavkat's finishing everybody. Yeah. He finishes everybody. Sure, sure. Is Jeff Neal live for a knockout? Yes, but this isn't the heavyweight division necessarily, where just yeah, because no. he hits you once, you're going to get knocked out. Sure, can that happen? Yes, 100%. Uh, but not. I don't think Shavkat's got it. Shavkat's got rocked once in his career, and I saw it this week, and I was like, uh, uh, but it was like so early in his career. Um I think he's got it. I think he's next up. I don't know what this fight does for him. I don't know where it puts him, uh, but I'm going to put him by finish here. I see a lot of people saying Shavkat decision. I'm seeing a lot of Shavkat decision. I don't know where that's coming from. I got Shavkat um, knockout TKO submission in like every single one of my parlays. That's like such a simple parlay piece. This dude is going to win by a finish. 100%. This fight will not go the distance, and I got Shavkat destroying my boy G off. J off nail. G off. Jeff, you know what would be a good fight? Um is when he loses is Jeff Neal versus um Neil Magny. Anyways, um that so would actually be a decent fight. Yeah. They're yeah. both kind of in the same position when matchmaker Habro. Yeah. Listen to me, guys. I'm just kidding. You never know. MMA is a sport, but he's definitely gonna lose. Anyways, um, so we have 14, <laughs> 15, 4, and oh, who is Neil? His I forgot about that. That his last fight is when he knocked out Vicente Luque. That was a sad moment. 
Very sad moment for me because I love Vicente Luque. Um, he has good cardio. He does get better as the fight goes on, so he does usually tend to give up the first round. Very long. He always uses his reach to his advantage, uses his lead jab as well. Not too powerful. Good wrestling, not the most technical, but good. Uses knees within the clinch well. Um, can be a chain wrestler. He's not going to want to be a chain wrestler against this guy, though. Usually gives up the first round, as I said before. So you also don't, you can't start off slow with guys like Hamzat, with guys like Shavkat. You, you can't. There's no... There's no room for error in these fights. I mean, Shavkat, who was his last win was um, the submission against Neil Magny. He's an orthodox fire, Russian-style wrestling in Sambo, great accuracy on the feet, moves in and out, is light on his feet, always trying to get inside the pocket because he's looking for the takedown, throws that great spinning kick. Um, mm. There's a variety of takedowns. You'll see him do some um, like kind of judo throws like in trips and um, drag downs. And yeah, he's amazing at controlling his opponents. He has good pressure and is very strong. Very strong. I just want to see him versus Hamzat. That's all. So hopefully if he wins this, that can happen. Hey, is Kobe Covington still alive? Probably not. You can I don't always know. get it from Kobe. I just didn't know if he was still alive or not. And I'm not a Kobe fan necessarily, but he probably has my favorite style of fighter ever. So like that makes me kind of like watching him fight because I just enjoy guys who have crazy cardio who will brawl and then they just wrestle. Yeah, I would like to see that fight, but I feel like everybody's dodging Colby, honestly. So, no, I don't. Okay, so this is what I heard really quick is that he's suing Jorge Masvidal, right? Facts for the for the punch. And so the thing is, is he's suing him because he's claiming that he has brain damage or like head damage, and you can't fight if you're in the middle of a lawsuit that's claiming you have brain damage. Mm. I think they're waiting for that to be finished. That's what I've heard on, like, some accounts, but that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That does make sense. That makes the sense. two lovely... So that'd, be a good, that'd be a good fight for Shavkat, too. Uh, I just... Two lovely friends behind me. Yeah, I just don't know what's going on with Hamzat, bro. Like, Hamzat? Is he yeah. moving up, or is he staying at 170? That's what I'm saying, because if he's staying, then he can get it from Shavkat. I said that a long time ago. Yeah. I commented that on one of your TikToks like a long time ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I, think, but I don't yeah. know what the TikTok was, but I'm pretty sure it was like, what does Hamzat do next? I'm pretty sure I said yeah. Shavkat. But yes, it definitely could get it. Yeah, definitely could get it. Yeah. All righty. On to the call. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyways, my cord just came unplugged for a second. On to the co-main event of the evening. We have Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. I didn't understand this fight that much, to be honest. It's like... I thought it was going to go to Faro. Faro. Mm, I just think Alexa Grasso deserved it. But, like, maybe were there other fights to be made? Maybe. But, like, she's on a four-fight win streak. Her last win was yeah. over Vivi. When Vivi yeah. was ranked higher. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but anyway, like, you have Shevchenko, Valentina. We all know who this woman is. She's the go of the flyweight division. She is an unstoppable being until her last fight, which I thought she lost. Same. But I still like you, Valentina. I still love you. I love her mindset. Um, She has amazing fight IQ. She's equally good everywhere. I literally have here. I love her mindset. Um, She's a great counter striker, uses her distance very well. Good in the clinch, can throw trips and throws to the ground. Good kicks and timing. Good wrestling as well. Good striking. Just She reminds me of the um, female Alexander Volkanovsky. Just good everywhere. Solid everywhere. Knows what to do. Nowhere is a severe threat for her on the ground. Like on the ground, she knows what to do. On the feet, she knows what to do. She uses her range. She moves in and out very well. Her kicks are crazy. And I love that whenever she throws, she goes, ah! 
<laughs> like you always hear mm-hmm. like all the time. Then you have Grasso, who's 15-3-0. She's on four-fight win streak. She's a very solid boxer, good cardio, likes to strike at a distance, has improved wrestling. Um, She should stay at a boxing range within this fight. Um, Throw solid combinations. She does stay very active throughout the fight, and she does need to stay out of the clinch with Valentina. Um, but I do want Grasso to win because, like, I'm Mexican. Like, she, you know, like, she's Mexican, but, like, I just... I don't think Valentina's there yet. I think she's still reigning at the top, and I'm going Valentina. I... I'm going to go by decision. That's what's the safest option um, for me with Valentina. I'm pretty confident, though, in my decision. I just I don't, do not think she's of the same caliber. I mean, sure. Has there been a lot of female upsets recently? Yeah. And has Valentina lost since 2017, which, by the way, was to Amanda Nunes? Nope. Hasn't lost. Uh, I agree. Probably did lose her last fight versus uh, Tyler Santos. Uh, I'll maybe watch that uh, tomorrow if I'm bored. Um Defended her title seven times. I mean, she's she's yeah. great. You know, people call uh, Mark Coleman the uh, godfather of ground and pound. I would say Valentina Shevchenko is the godmother of ground mm-hmm. and pound. I mean, she she get you on the ground and just ground and pound. And I, yeah. It's awesome to see from uh, Valentina Shevchenko. And, uh, hey, Alexa Grasso, big volume striker. You had a really good breakdown. Um, Four-fight win streak. I think Valentina is better on every category. Um, I really wanted to pick Valentina decision but honestly in a five round fight with Alexa Grasso I can see Valentina finishing her um I know it's a female fight you don't see the finish as much maybe it's because I got some bets having uh Valentina Shevchenko by finish um but I I I made those because I see it happening I can I can genuinely see it happening Uh, like I said she is kind of that godmother of ground and pound she also has submissions in her bag too um, so I like, I like the bullet here to get it done. I just like her overall. She, tra- she's been training at Tiger Muay Thai. Um, mm-hmm. so her striking is just going to be elite. Um, but yeah, she's got eight wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. You she's know, she's a bad woman. Like, she is a, you do not want to be caught in the street pissing her off. That girl yeah. is like an assassin. She's like a silent assassin. That's what she reminds me of. Like she's, I feel like she could get away with murder. Just get away with it like she that's the kind the of vibes i get she is the bullet yeah yeah oh yeah um no love that fight on to the main event of the evening for the heavyweight championship we got cereal gone you cereal just say gone. cereal <laughs> yeah i like, heard no somebody way. today call say cereal gone and i just There's... thought it was funny <laughs> Um, but Cyril gone taking on John Bones Jones, right? I mean, this this fight's gonna be incredible. Uh, honestly, my mind has changed so much this week since I originally made my notes on Monday. Uh, for this fight, so many things have have changed my mind. Jones, arguably greatest fighter of all time, will be the greatest fighter of all time if he wins this fight. Youngest to win the belt, most title defenses. I mean, looks dominant versus everybody. Um. His last few fights in the UFC, uh, the argument's been made, and I, I agree on the side of, you know, his motivation wasn't there. Some people just want to say, hey, you know, maybe he's just getting old and starting to lose. That's a solid point, too. And he was uh, also I, three years younger then, too. So. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it was more so losing motivation. I mean, we saw how many fighters yeah. did we see lose that were so good last year. Um, or just in the past few or a couple yeah. years, you know, that lose that motivation. Uh, I guess I'm not going to get into his tech technicality. 
um, necessarily, but I would say his fighter IQ. That's what makes him the good. His yeah. fighting IQ is insane. How smart he is is insane. His wrestling's real. I mean, everything about him is really good. Um, Cyril got most technical heavyweight of all time, in my opinion. There's nobody more yeah. technical than him. His striking is really, really good. Uh, his chin isn't always the strongest. I mean, we saw it crack first time. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's one and one um, right now, you know? So, like, yeah. he, and, and that win being a close fight versus Tai Tuivasa, very good fight. Um, I, I think John Jones wins. I, I, I really do. Um, early in the week, I was a little more worried about things like ring rust and stuff like this, but – it, it honestly comes down to why is John Jones fighting versus why is Cyril Gaon fighting. And I said this, I said this before John Jones said it, uh, but you know, Cyril Gaon, um, you know, he's just fighting to get on the, on the map. He's fighting for a belt, right? He's fighting for a belt, maybe fighting to be pound for pound, right? John Jones is fighting to be the undisputed greatest fighter of all time. He's yeah. back. He's been on this, on the skid, watching from the bleachers and he's like i i want to come back he's been training for about a year um he did definitely look chubby uh recently and you know you look at a guy like uh cyril gone who's getting taken down by francis and people want to say well he wasn't expecting to get taken down by francis he'll be he'll be ready for that versus john jones and while you know i hope that's true because i am a cyril gone fan uh the one thing i'll say though is he was exhausted that was the thing. He got taken down by Francis Naganu. Fine. He wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Fine. But he that wrestling exhausted him. That's why he lost the fight. I mean, if he would have just been able to strike a little bit in uh in round three and four and five, I mean, he would have easily won uh with with the wrestling. You know, he mm-hmm. got up, strikes a little, he he wins that fight, but he was tired. Uh John Jones, I've never seen him get tired. I've never seen him yeah. get tired. I mean, yeah. I've seen the dude go to five round wars. And obviously be tired, but I not like I've seen Cyril gone. Um I don't know. I, I really do like John Jones here. I know it's super, super close. I know, you know, if anybody can do it, it's Cyril gone. Uh, you know, because it's almost just like he is a light heavyweight. I am John Jones said he was really light right now, but the pictures compared to him and Cyril make them look very, very different. John, you look pudgy. Yeah, Man, I mean, you look you look pudgy. You you got a little flab on the you I got see a little flab on Don the Jones is definitely gonna weigh in um heavier, I think, I than Tirogon. But uh I don't know. I mean he's proven that he wants to be the best. I also said this, Tori, before I let you go. I could see this fight going to a draw. And I don't necessarily predict that too often. Uh but Do I not see put this- that out in the air. I see not this, put that out in the air. I see this fight going to de- decision. I do see it going the distance. Uh, John Jones oh. isn't a finisher. Cyril Gaon is definitely not a finisher by any means. Um, so I I see a lot of wrestling, a lot of back and forth striking. I was talking about starting low, laying high. Well, both of these guys have incredible low leg kicks. Yeah. And uh, and then you look at a guy like Cyril Gaon, who has really good kicks to the body. You know, those, those body kicks have really hurt a lot of his opponents. And you look at a guy... Like John Jones, who has that sidekick, that side stomp to the chest. So I yeah. can easily see both guys starting at the legs and just moving up and then eventually wrestling and it being kind of a decision. Um, but it's so close that I'm like, it could be a draw. Yeah. Um, and then that would actually make sense because we all know John Jones isn't fighting eight fights. I, I'd love to see it. I don't think he is. But if that happens, you would get John Jones, John Jones, Cyril Gone 2, John Jones, Stipe, 
and then maybe he, he maybe he dips. I I wish he was fighting Francis. I wish he was fighting Francis. Honestly, honestly do... though, does Francis maybe come back and resign a contract? Apparently that you know the terms with him in UFC they aren't they it's not a burnt bridge necessarily. Uh, I don't think there's been rumors. Will Francis be there? I don't think he's gonna be there. Um, if he is, then I don't ever see him coming back to UFC. I feel like that's kind of like a, a spit in the face at UFC for him to come watch that fight. But oh, I what, thought that'd be like, oh, well, like, yeah, I'm gonna come back. Like, maybe, I thought, maybe, like, maybe, 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 maybe too. Um, yeah. but I mean, honestly, I could see so let's say John Jones kills Cyril Gone, say he sweeps the floor with Stipe. You know, Francis, I get you're obsessed with the money, you're all you just want to see green, but I mean, dude, if you really care about fighting, bro. I fight that man for free to prove I'm the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I go back in there. So, um, no, I am going to go with John Jones. I've earlier in the week, I was not as confident because I do really like the serial gone. Uh, but I, I, and I'm not a John, I've never watched John Jones fight live. This will be my first time ever. I've never seen him fight live. I, I've watched every single one of his fights staying near, but I've never seen him fight live. So, I'm not like even a crazy John Jones fan. Um, I'm not one that's crazy about greatness. I'm not the biggest Khabib fan either. Um, it's just I I understand that he's really good, and I think he gets it done, Tori. Yeah. This was a really tough fight for me to pick because I'm a really big fan of um, Cyril Gone. It just – it depends. He's been gone for three years. It's really, really, really going to depend. I don't see a finish happening throughout this fight. The biggest outcome I can see that I am most confident of happening is just John Jones chain wrestling, going for the takedown, holding him there. I don't see him necessarily beating him with strikes um, because I think Cyril Gaon is that technical. He does move like a heavyweight. But the thing is, John Jones, I don't see him rocking Cyril Gaon either. Not like because compared to Tai Boston and John Jones' power, it's not the same. Um, You've heard a numerous amount of opponents say that John Jones doesn't hold a lot of power. It's just he's, you know, so smart inside the octagon. He knows how to move. He knows where to get you, blah, blah, but. I don't see him knocking out. I don't see him rocking him. The biggest way I can see John Jones winning is by the wrestling. And I do think that I, I, I do think that that is like the Francis thing is that he just wasn't expecting it. Cyril gone. I just, I honestly just think he's no, well, nobody was. came nobody. out of nowhere. Yeah. I remember, I remember I was watching that fight. I saw Francis do that slam where he lifted him over his shoulders. I was like, Oh, I was no way. Francis, you're not going to make a comeback. It was crazy, but with the knee pads too, he looked like a geek. It was it was awesome, but yeah. Also, in my brain, I just think when Francis and Ganu takes a hold of you, you're not. He's so. This is also I could be completely. He's just so strong. He could be a bad wrestler, and I feel like he could just hold you. Right, like yeah. in my mind, he's still not human. Well, so even I still... that though, but like uh, you know, just a wrestling thing in general. It's always been said that heavyweight matches, if you can be the guy that get on top. You'll probably win, and not even because you're stronger, but because you guys are fat. It's very yeah. hard when you're fat and you have another very fat guy to get yeah. off of you. You're fat. You're yeah. trying to get yourself up. They're fat. They're on top of you. Uh, I mean, that yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, and imagine Francis isn't even fat. He's just muscle, just right big yeah. thing of rock like a granite. And so, yeah, that's I don't blame him um, for that fight, but he looks good in that fight. But he also showed the dog, and I think he should – I don't know. I This fight is so hard for me to pick. It's so – because I just – I'm not a fan of John Jones in the slightest, and we've all know that. I'm a – he's a great fighter. He can be considered one of the great – like, he can be considered the greatest of all time. I have, like, an alternate opinion on it just because of the things he's done. But 
I have to. I am. I am going to go Dom Jones on this fight. I'm not even completely mm. confident, though. I can also see. This is going to sound. I can't see him getting finished. I can see John Jones getting finished because Where? he's been gone for so feet? long. On the feet. On the feet. I can see him getting finished. Yeah, because during Reyes, he was getting rocked. He looked tired. He came back and barely won. But barely, 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 barely won those last two rounds. And it's. I just. My, this fight is so hard for me to choose. It's so hard um, just because it's such a new. The thing is, is it's not like it's going from like um, featherweight to lightweight. No, you're gaining 30, 40 pounds and you're fighting guys that are 30, 40 pounds heavier than you. He's never felt this type of power in his life. He has it. And he said he could say he's been training, not when you're fighting a guy like Cyril Gaon. I mean, talking, you know, speaking of power, though, we've always the, the one critique of John Jones, besides minus his last three fights and his peak of his career, his critique was he's not powerful enough. Where a heavyweight man, he might have a lot more power than he we've seen before. He like one of those spinning elbows to the head that used to, you know, rock up somebody but not knock you out might knock you out at heavyweight. Um, yeah, no, that is that is very true. I hope I hope nothing shady happens during this fight, but um. I can just I can see John Jones. Yeah, I definitely can see him. he is he is the greatest of all time. He's one of the greatest of all time inside the octagon. And it's just it's hurting my head just thinking because it's been so long, you know, it just feels weird. I'm like, it feels like I'm backtracking, like trying to kind of like break it down. But I just it, it's gonna de- I'm just so curious to see how he how he does. But I can and I think his key is gonna be his wrestling. I definitely do. But he could want to not make a wrestling match but i don't he's been talking about wrestling so i I think he's definitely just going to hold him down and i think yeah i don't i don't see a finish happening um like like i said like yeah i don't see a finish happening either i i I 100 agree like decision kind of happen but like i that's what i'm saying i could see gone knocking him out if there were just because of the power difference Mm -hmm. and that would be it yeah i would say if john jones is dominating him on the ground he won't wrestle him for five rounds. If he's dominating him on the ground and it's round three and he's dominated him the past round and a half, then he will ground and pound finish him, right? Like, yeah. I, I, it'll be a TKO. Um, I don't know. I mean, you got to think Cyril gone, number one, you got to think he'll be pretty hard to take down. You, you want to think he's been training. You want to think he'll be the faster fighter. He also and, does have some submission wins. Yeah, you're also going to want to think that he'll do all right on the ground and that he'll be able to get up, but you never know with John Jones. He could be super dominant, come in round two or three and just ground and pound you, right? So yeah, you also don't know where John Jones can take the fight because he can take it anywhere and be successful and be better yeah. than you. Yeah. He's out grappled the best grapplers. He's outstruck the best strikers. Like you don't know where he's gonna take it. So I'm actually very curious as to what he's gonna do within this fight or if he's gonna be timid. That's something no one's really talked about. You know, is him being kind of timid and kind of being like the um night guy that threw like three strikes that whole fight that I picked to win the fight, but. Got cut from the UFC after, like William two weeks ago. Knight. William Knight, the goat. Like, hey, what if he has one of those moments where he? What if we have like a Lewis versus um Francis fight again? You know, Lewis like, versus anybody fight in the past yeah, year. Him not throwing anything. You no, know, I'm saying him just being timid and just kind of you know, yeah. like I I can see that happening in the first round or two, or him being over. There's just so many questions because he's been gone for so long, and the game has changed. It's changed. These are mixed martial artists now. These aren't just one dimensional people. He's fighting mixed martial artists in the heavyweight division. Yep. Yeah, and I mean that's he's got one of the best with Cyril gone. So it'll definitely be a fun fight, Tori. We agreed on every single fight so we're either gonna sound really smart or really stupid 
come, you know, next next week's podcast. But uh man, UFC 285, very, very, very exciting. Do you have any last words regarding this card? Good luck. Good luck. Good luck to everyone. There is it's gonna be it's gonna be such an awesome card. I cannot wait. And I cannot wait to see. Oh wait, what song is he picking? For Don Jones. Walkout? If he does, he, if he does, I'm coming home. I'm gonna cringe. I'm sorry. I, I like. If, I'll be so I, happy. I'm gonna be like, oh, come on. Like, I'm <laughs> I guess I'm kind of a corn. I'm, I'm kind of a cornball, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll love it. I'll love it. I'm not gonna lie. You should uh, walk out to the New Mexico national anthem. Yeah, I think he will. Nas- I said New Mexico national anthem. I meant that's not New Mexico's a state, not a nation. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, facts. Um. Shout out Cody Garbrandt. Cody, one day I'm going to interview you. You're going to, I have many connections to you. And one day you'll actually respond and you'll do the interview. So yeah, I love you. I know you're no love, but I love you, Cody. And I want you to win for the sake of my mental health. Um, Mainly, number one, I can't afford to see Israel lose and then you lose that'll that's gonna hurt me a lot okay that's real i can't take that so i i want you to win cody and uh yeah i'm excited to see the return of john jones like i'm very excited for that shout out valentina shevchenko um yeah very excited for this card that's gonna do it for ufc 285 breakdown and predictions on the not your everyday mma podcast make sure to check us out on instagram link in bio not your everyday mma i've been posting some pretty cool content on there I will say we're uh, we're doing a good job. I hope you guys have been enjoying that if you've been there. Uh, and there's a lot of interactive stuff, except, especially pay-per-view time too. So so you'll want to follow us there. And if you're a audio-only listener, we appreciate you. If you're here on YouTube watching our faces, please hit that subscribe button. We've gained quite a bit of subscribers while being yeah. pretty interactive. Uh, so we appreciate you guys uh, you know, watching those older videos and uh, supporting. Hopefully you enjoy the new ones and you stick around a little longer. But that is going to do it for episode 21 of the Not Your Everyday MMA podcast. As always, my name's Alex Henry, and I was with Tori Haverill. Thanks, guys. Signing off.